0: Eagles Entertainment. Anything that move, I don't care how do it is. Give
1: me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It. It's party time. It's party time. Let's go. Touchdown! You are listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast.
0: Now here's your host, Fran Duffy.
1: That's right. Another day. and We've got some practice updates today as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast continues. I'm Fran Duffy. And as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 460. At the top of today's show, we've got Chalk Talk where I chat with my friend Chris McPherson about what we've seen not just today here on the practice field. But over the last handful of practices, uh, just getting a sense of this team uh, as they get closer and closer to the preseason. C-Mac and I are going to go position by position here on today's episode. As always, before we get there, make sure you head on over to our Apple Podcast page. Wherever you get your podcasts, hit subscribe. And if you can, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Appreciate the support from all of you out there over the course of the last couple of months. That said, let's get into our chat now with Chris McPherson. It's time for Chalk Talk. Let's get down to business. It's time for Chalk Talk. All right, C-Max. so it's been almost a week uh, since you and Ben and I uh, convened and talked through, I believe that was after the Eagles' first padded practice uh, of the summer. And we've Seems had like a handful a since that I I That's a lifetime
0: ago. I know. So everything flies by so fast. Uh, in fact, Brandon Graham talked about this recently, how especially working with the young guys, you want to let them know. Things fly, okay? Because before you know it, you know, we're getting ready for the first preseason game. We're going to have joint practices with the Browns and the Colts. We'll have roster cut down date. I mean, it's all going to be coming fast and furious at this point.
1: No question. And so, the way. I wanted to kind of approach this conversation because we're not doing the daily podcast this year, right? So we're not reacting to every single thing that happens every <laughs> single day. So yes, while we just walked off the practice field here on uh, Wednesday morning, uh, we could react to everything we saw today. If there was a good practice on Tuesday, we could react to that. There was practice on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. We could react to that. Awesome it right? there was, there was a yes. great environment. Uh, and I, I, said that I, I tweeted this out, and I, I, I said it to you when we were watching practice. It's great, like, when training camp comes back, first practice, that's great. First padded practice, which was last week, that was awesome. Things really, like, go up a notch in, in my, like, heart and in my mind of, like, oh, football is, like, back, when you're back at Lincoln Financial Field for that open practice, the fans, the the, the fans in the stands are going nuts, the whole lower bowl is full, there was, what, 50,000 50, plus at the link on Sunday night, and... You know, uh I'm trying to think of a, a player getting out like Sue opetta comes out of the tunnel and the fans go nuts. Right. Like every, si- every single player introduction and the yeah. fans go insane. And then like it goes up a notch for Jordan Mailata and Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham and Jalen Hurts. And it's like, man, like, all right, like now it feels like Eagles football is back. It was a great atmosphere on Sunday.
0: I, you know years ago, we used to do the post-game show, the kickoff show together, and I would love that first preseason game yeah. because, like, that's when you knew. It was like, wow, it's back. Like, there is always a different energy, you know, because you knew, like, wow, we are really getting into the thick of things here. And uh, A.J. Brown said this uh, after practice yesterday. We're recording this Wednesday, so so after practice on Tuesday. He's like... I'm tired of seeing Slay. I'm tired of seeing Bradbury. I'm tired of seeing Josh Job. Like These guys know what I do. I know what they do. I need need to go against someone else. Now, I don't know if we're going to see AJ Brown in the preseason opener against Baltimore on Saturday, but we will get to see him in the joint practices certainly coming up. But you definitely get more of that litmus test to see, okay, let's get a gauge of how good this Eagles team can be. And that's what's great about the joint practices because we have in our minds, okay, we think – you know, go back to last year. How good is Cleveland going to be? How good is Miami going to be? Yep. All right. How do the Eagles perform against them? And then we kind of get a sense. Okay, what can this Eagles team be? We we've seen the offense and defense. You know, go after it for a couple of weeks now. So we have a good sense of you know the Eagles as a whole. But how do they stack up against the rest of the league?
1: Yeah, and that's what you know. Kind of going into this conversation, um, I wanted to kind of approach this kind of big picture. We're going okay. into the first, first preseason game of Saturday night against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh we've had a bunch of padded practices, we've seen scrimmage situations, we've seen plenty of individuals. And for all the, the blow by blow action, you can check out our daily practice notes over on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Um, but I thought we could kind of go through this discussion, maybe go position by position and just kind of general thoughts and whether that means going into preseason. Like, you know, for instance, all right, Jalen Hurts. Probably not going to see much of Jalen Hurts in preseason. No, Jalen Hurts has been really, really good over these last few days, and you know we talked about this last week. Uh, I thought that you and Ben really did a good job of illustrating that was, you know, he has re-kind of reset what his standard is and what the expectations are for Jalen Hurts. And now when he doesn't have a good day, that's almost like more of a headline than when he does have a good day. You know, him being great out there, the ball placement and the big plays down the field, the good decisions, beating the blitz, all those different things. That's par for the course for Jalen Hurts now. It's been more of the same over these last few weeks. You know, a
0: few days. Did you did you see the NFL top 100 ranking? I did. So yep. Hurts came in at number three in the league, and I don't know if you watched the vignette that the NFL produced, sure. yeah. but the 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 applause and praise that he gets from his peers around the league was just something that was absolutely substantial. We have Kayvon Thibodeau Thibodeau from the Giants, you know, talking about his ability to not just rip the ball, but also be an accurate passer, you know, plenty of players lauding his work ethic and like Jonathan Allen of the commanders saying when you're around someone like that and you know what kind of person he is, you're not surprised with the success that he has. Uh Tua Tonga Vialoa of the Dolphins talking about, you know, how, you know, just one of the most uh you know mature players that he has ever been around. And you know, we've been able to see that up close. And for someone like this is my 20th training camp. And you know, I came in with the Donovan and Westbrook, you know, the T.O. first year. And sure. then Dawkins, those guys, Trotter, you know, it can go on and on here um, to the point where those guys are now the alumni who come to watch right, practice right, on the right, sidelines. Um, but I don't think back then I realized or, or really appreciated when you got to see greatness on a day-in, day-out basis. And that's the thing I'm trying to do now with Jalen Hurts is we've seen the climb from year one as a rookie to going into his fourth season. And like you said – the standard is just so high now. You know, he had thrown no interceptions when we last did the podcasting. He's had a couple since then. And it's like such a shock when he throws an interception at practice, you know, that the ball is barely hitting the ground. The defenders having a tough time coming up with turnovers. But you know, to me, we we've just seen the evolution and that there's still more that we can see from Jalen Hurts for as good as he was in twenty twenty two. You know he's raised the bar to think that even greater things are on the horizon with his timing, with his accuracy, with his understanding of coverages and defenses, his ability to layer throws, his throw ability to throw with anticipation. Just all those traits have been on display so far that you know Eagles fans should be excited because of the fact that there's been no drop off from last season. That he's only taken. Another step in his development going here into 2023,
1: and that's the I don't want to I don't want to spend too much more time on Jalen Hurts just because yeah. we have so many players to get to, and we kind of know what Jalen is. But yeah. th- to your point, you talked about the the vignette from the, the NFL in terms of the uh, the top 100, and they're in there. There were all the highlights from the Super Bowl and some of the big play through. And I went back and rewatched the the clip I posted from all of his big throws. You know, th- those completions to Dallas Goddard on third down where he's under pressure and having to step up or step to his left, and just Unbelievable big time throws on the biggest stage in sports, right? And then comparing that not just to the NFL top 100, but even going to like Mike Sando from the Athletic posted the, the QB tiers uh, piece last week and some of the quotes in there to see like that some in the league just aren't completely 100% sold on Jalen Hurts and need to see more of him Still. as a thrower. Yeah. To, and then compared to like those things don't add up in my mind. I'm not saying that he was perfect last year, obviously, but it was just fascinating to see that that was still kind of the vibe and so look and for some people there is still still room uh there's still meat on the bone for Jalen Hurts to to be able to chew off here uh this fall so I obviously you would expect that he's ready to kind of take that next step and that, that will be fun to watch here over these next few weeks and few months um let's go just to the rest of the quarterback position mm-hmm. uh Marcus Mariota uh we've seen you know plenty of him over the course of the summer uh the other guys in that room uh Ian Book uh and Tanner McKee, uh, the rookie fifth-round pick, I believe, for, from Stanford. Um, I think we've seen some good things from Book. We've seen some good things from McKee. It'll be interesting. Both those guys are going to see plenty of time here uh, over the course of not just really joint practice, but preseason we'll see plenty of both.
0: I think the same thing with Mario. I don't know how much we'll see of him in this preseason opener. You know, you mentioned McKee, the, the rookie from Stanford. You know, He played in RPO-style offense from Stanford, so he's had some familiarity with that. You know, Book Book's kind of a mystery because he was a fourth-round pick of the Saints, yeah. uh, of Notre Dame you know, was was waived, claimed by the Eagles. You know, he was a backup all of last season, didn't get any action on the field. So it's sort of like, what, what can he be as the Eagles look to solidify the depth here at this quarterback position because Mario is here on a one-year deal. I mean, you know Hurts is a franchise guy, but I think the Eagles want to figure out who's a guy that's going to potentially be the long-term answer at the backup position. So they smartly invested the draft pick in McKee, but they also have this you know, promising prospect in Book. So they're going to split a lot of the reps here, I'm sure, in the preseason, and they'll get the chance to uh, put some good tape out there.
1: Yeah, and I think that with Book, you're looking at, you know, in terms of what are his strengths, what does he hang his hat on? I think the, the accuracy decision making he's got some mobility probably a little bit more than from from the keys angle um so i think that's what you're kind of hoping to see here over the course of the rest of the summer let's go to running back where uh the rotation continues it has been uh, a five-man rotation uh with the first team second team third team um the 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 sixth ball carrier there being kennedy brooks uh, in his second year coming out of oklahoma but when you look at uh deandre swift rashad penny kenny gainwell boston scott trey sermon Those five guys have gotten looks with first team, second team, third team, and they just kind of rotate through. Um, It was funny, you know, today at practice there was that there was that four play stretch where it was. Penny, 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 and I turned to, to uh, the, the guys that I was watching practice with and I was like, I don't know that we've seen that yet in camp. Like, it's been such oh, no. a heavy rotation uh, that, you know, and Pe- I believe it was with the second team. So it's not like, oh, like uh, Penny got all the reps with the first team offense on Wednesday. But again, it was just the, that was the that's how much these guys have been rotated. That's how often these guys have been rotated here so far this summer.
0: Big thing for me, talked with Jamal Singleton for a bit after practice on Tuesday and It's kind of like, what is this rotation going to be? And, you know, he'll smile and be like, what's the rotation going to be on Saturday in the preseason opening or on September 10th in New England? You know, like smile, like what what is it that we're, we're looking ahead to? And I think that's a great thing about the preseason is trying to figure some of that out. Because some of the things that you can't see are the pass protection. That is going to be a huge, huge element in deciding who's going to be able to be on the field, predominantly for the Eagles. But I think it's great that they've had a chance to mix in with all the different offensive line groupings and combinations because in the course of a game, you don't know who's going to get used when. And I think that's going to be one of the big secrets that we're not going to really know until the season is, okay, in the two-minute hurry-up offense at the end of the first half, who's going to be the back that's out there on the field? You know, how much are they going to throw the ball to the running backs? That That's a big question for me overall as from an offensive philosophical standpoint yep. because you saw what Kenny Gainwell brought to the table last year and his role expanded late in the season and into the playoffs, but you brought in a DeAndre Swift who has a plethora of that experience from his time in Detroit and adds that element to the offense. So is it more of does Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson – just want to use the running backs as decoys to help open things up for your AJ Browns, Devontae Smiths, and Dallas Goddards, or is it they just didn't really have the guys to be able to utilize in that role? So that that's what's going to be very fascinating to me. But how much of that we're going to see in the preseason, I don't I don't quite know. But you definitely are looking for ways to sort things out. And the fact of the matter is, the pads will be on, tackling will be live. You know, that's something that Rashad Penny you would think would shine in. You really don't get an essence of that in practice. That's that's sure. one of the things that you'll you'll be able to cherish about these preseason games.
1: You know, and it's it's funny because every team every year will treat that a little bit differently. You know, Josh Jacobs was he was the rushing leader last year, right? He played he had teams in the hall of fame game. He was game. playing in the hall of fame game, right? And so every team is gonna approach things a lot differently. And when it comes to the rotation, you know, how are how are how are the 2023 Philadelphia Eagles going to approach the backfield? Right? Is it going to be something where okay, you've got your one A back, your one B back, and your one C back, or is it going to be you know what uh, if we're going to you know, DeAndre Swift is going to be our uh, you know quote unquote scat back you know he's going to be our pass game player? But look, Boston Scott, he's got pass game chops. Kenny Gainwell, like you mentioned, has pass game chops. Uh, you know you have the ability to use these guys in a multitude of ways. So really, it comes down to how do they feel comfortable? Whoever that final whether it's three backs, four backs, all five backs making it. Are all those guys going to be active? How do you want to utilize all of them? That's going to be something that's going to get hashed out. And like you mentioned, that's tough for us to see every day at practice. I think a lot of it's going to be more, what are they showing in the meeting rooms? What are they going yep. to show You know, from that standpoint to say like, okay, this guy's got a full grasp of what we're doing. We've got four of them that all have a full grasp. Then it might just be like a true rotation, like that might be the way they handle it. It might be at the end of the day. Yeah, I
0: mean, I don't play fantasy, right? But I would not want <laughs> the Eagles' running backs, quite honestly, just because I don't know from a week to week standpoint who is going to be the guy. Now, maybe a couple weeks into the season, we
1: might get a sense of what that role. We is. get a sense yeah. that there's gonna be yeah.
0: rotation, but I also think that Jamal Singleton and Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni probably don't want the predictability of knowing, okay, in this situation, we're going with this guy. In that situation, we're going with that guy. No, they like having the flexibility, like you mentioned, of various guys for the different roles
1: that's the thing you know you look at like deandre swift last year in detroit it was like okay uh between the 20s he was going to do some of some early down stuff he was doing all the third down stuff and then when they got in the red zone and goal line short yardage jamal williams comes in and he had like you know 19 touchdowns mm-hmm. last year it, whatever that whatever that role is for all four four or five guys uh will be fascinating uh, certainly to watch and a lot to be uh, clarified here over these next couple of weeks let's go to uh wide receiver it's been more of the same from these guys, right? I mean, A.J. Brown's been awesome. Uh, he's been lining up inside. He's been lining up outside, making plays. He had a great catch. It was it was midway through practice. Actually, it was toward the end of practice, now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, one of the last plays from Jalen Hurts uh, of the day. Beautiful goal ball down the left sideline to A.J. Brown. Uh, Keely Ringo is in, cover, in coverage, I believe. Yep. It was an outstanding throw from Hurts over the top. Uh, no Deon, or no Devontae Smith uh, today at practice on Wednesday, but he's been making plays. Uh, he missed for personal reasons, I believe, uh, on Wednesday, but he's been outstanding. So more of the same here from these guys. Yeah, Quez Watkins has continued Showing to flash. Yep. That,
0: and that's the biggest thing is – it's one thing if you make the highlight real catch of the day, okay? And it's like, oh, ooh and ah, blows up on social media, it goes viral. Okay, that's great, but are you going to do it on a day-in, day-out basis? Yep. And Quez Watkins has lived up to it. And I think Olamide Zacchaeus has been consistent on a day-in, day-out basis, you know, trying to replace the Zach Paschal role.
1: That's why I think that, you know, it's it's kind of gotten undersold, the the role that Paschal had last year, especially like as a blocker, you know, doing some of those the, the dirty work jobs on special teams. Uh It feels like Zacchaeus is kind of that guy in this offense. Now he's doing it in a different package. Pascal was a little bit of a bigger body. Zacchaeus a little bit on the undersized side. But uh, I made a note in one of our our practice notes last week. He was the only offensive offensive player on the starting kickoff unit, right? Like he's a guy that's running down on kicks. He's used as a blocker out in the perimeter. He can line up all across the formation. Uh, without Devontae uh, in the lineup today, he was working with the first team unit. Quez was outside, Zacchaeus was inside. So uh, again, a guy that can help out in a lot of different ways, wear a lot of different hats on offense, that, that brings a lot of value
0: especially if Marcus Mariota is your quarterback at any point. So the chemistry from them playing in Atlanta, that's been uh, Mariota's go-to guy throughout training camp here. But beyond them, so you feel really good at this point about the top four. Yep. That five six, if you know, depending on how many Eagles keep on the final fifty three, that that's going to be something to watch here in training camp to see who stands out. You know, Britton Covey, I think, has looked a lot quicker, a lot more decisive in his. He's cuts. run some good routes. Yeah. Yeah, we
1: know that he offers return value. Yeah, uh, which certainly. he showed last
0: summer as well. Definitely has that. Now, do any of these other receivers, you know, jump up into the mix here?
1: Yeah, so we got a couple of rookies here: Joseph Nagata from Clemson, Jaden Hazelwood from Arkansas. Uh, the Eagles recently signed Johnny King uh, off the street over the, the All over big of all bigger games guys a big, big, big body all three guys no question uh they brought in Devin Allen off of uh, NFI off the non-football so injury list he's been list. limited, he's so, been limited far. so far so we'll see hopefully he can get going here as the preseason and the joint practices start Greg Ward still in the picture Tyree Cleveland a young veteran uh still in the picture so uh these are there are a lot of guys Deion Kane, you hope that he can get back on the field he was very active the first week or so yep. and then went down uh, what's the injury ankle uh, ankle, ankle, injury. ankle injury with uh with Deion Kane. so yeah. uh we'll see how the back end of the depth chart shakes out here over these Next couple Greg, of weeks, Greg Ward is just Mr. Reliable. Yeah, Greg Ward, it's amazing. I think what he says on the last pod that
0: this is his set. We think the seventh or so training camp, I and mean, he's been here since 2017. And you know the way he's carved out a, a role for himself in the league, you know, making the transition from quarterback in college to wide receiver here, and you know, just right place, right time. You know, trusted ally for the quarterback is yep. is definitely been a, a, a nice security blanket for these guys.
1: All right, let's go to a tight end again Dallas Goddard. we know we know what to expect uh, from Dallas Goddard. From I don't think that, I don't think anything else needs to be uh, explained there it's been more of the same for number 88 uh the rest of these guys is I think it's going to be an interesting competition here uh, on the back end we'll see like how these the this shakes out here over these next couple of weeks i think you look at Jack Stoll. uh he was the number 2 guy a year ago mm-hmm. do everything player uh mostly known for his blocking prowess but i i even go back to like that first summer 2 years ago so the 2021 season he made a bunch of great catches over the It was like every day he's making like a one-handed catch. He had two one-handers in preseason games. So I think when you look at Stoll, like, yeah, he can he can offer a little bit there uh, as a pass catcher. Calcaterra, I, th- I think has looked good. Tyree Jackson has looked good. Dan Arnold has looked good. So uh, all these guys, you throw in the undrafted rookie, Brady Russell as mm-hmm. well, working with the threes. But um, the, those final three names I said, Calcaterra, Arnold, and Tyree Jackson, all three similar kind of archetypes of player. Now it's just a matter of shaking out, like, who's going to get those snaps at the end of the day?
0: Yeah, I mean, Calcaterra, you know, going into year two, much better understanding of the offense – uh, he has the athleticism. He brings that to the table. Definitely a fluid route runner. Arnold has that the pass-catching chops, the veteran presence in this in this league. And Tyree Jackson has the size. I mean, that's the thing. You just can't teach that size, and he's utilized that to his advantage at times. Here throughout camp, I think it's a great story of him. Also, the quarterback to pass-catcher convert like, uh, like Greg Ward we just talked about, and also coming back from injury on top of it. So those guys, they're going to get the lion's share of the reps here in the preseason, and that is going to be a good battle to watch. But with Jack Stoll, I mean, I I almost feel like going into camp, you probably were looking at, is Calcaterra going to take that jump? Can Jackson push him? Arnold's got the veteran experience. I think Stoll has risen to the challenge to Mm. be able to fend these guys off to this point.
1: Yeah, I think it feels like Stoll kind of locked in at two. And then everybody, but and it feels like Calcaterra probably has the inside track for three, probably, right? Yes. Um, but I, again, I don't think those other guys have been bad either. So I that, and so it'll it'll be a decision uh, mm-hmm. certainly uh, for the front office in, in a few weeks. Let's go to the offensive line because I feel like there's a lot to chew on yeah. here. Um, <laughs> Why do they go last? We yeah, always right. talk about offense. You yeah. start well, with let's quarterback. Go, and... let, let's go offensive line. So Jordan at left tackle. Good. All right, set. Uh, left guard, landed Dickerson, uh, check. Those guys, first off, the offensive line in general and one-on-ones with the D-line, for the most part, they've gotten the upper hand, which that's tough to do. Typically, that's a defensive-oriented drill. Uh, I feel like the offensive line has handled itself very, very well. So, Milada Dickerson, Kelsey at center, right guard. It feels, again... Going off status Camp, quo, what we said last week, Cam Jurgens is getting the majority of so those good. reps, uh, and this looked has looked good. So uh, good, Lane Johnson, Lane Johnson. So you've got <laughs> you've got those five guys right now. What we've seen is uh, the veteran load management at times, right? So what they'll do is in the middle of a team period, let's say um, let's say a period is a ten play period.
0: It was like the third play of the opening team period Ex- today. Exactly. For
1: example. Uh, so it's, let's say it's a ten play period, and the first team's gonna be out there for five plays, and the second team's five plays at play three or play four. Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson step out, and now the, sh- the, the offensive line shuffles. Tyler Steen goes in at right guard. Cam Jurgen slides over to center. Jack Driscoll steps in at right tackle. So you got that whole center, right guard, right tackle combination, all switches. Then you get the second team unit that comes out. What we had seen was a, a combination over the last week of Tyler Steen at left tackle, Dennis Kelly at left guard, Brett Toth at center, Sua Opeta at right guard, And Jack Driscoll at right tackle. Man, I'm going this right off the top of my head. I feel Uh, really good about it. But (laughs) but, (laughs) (laughs) what we've seen now, the the Eagles made some uh, transactions over the weekend. Josh Andrews was bought in, uh, who's, who's been here before. He's been a vet now. This is like his – he's like a Greg Ward. He's been in the league like, seven years 20, now at this 2014. point. 2014. Wow. So that's a 10-year career. 2014. It was like wow. the year after Stout got here. That's insane. So he's, he, like,
0: he's like an OG. He, he joked uh, with the reporters that he's getting his grad degree at Statland University. There you go. It's his third – it's technically – His third stint? It's technically his third stint. He kept saying in, in his press – conference it was only his second but there was like a two-month stint he came back that was real brief so right. no it's it's his third time third go around with the team
1: all right so he has been now getting the reps to second team center steen's been at left guard at left tackle um uh josh shills uh he's been at second team left guard and then you've got sua at right guard driscoll at right tackle so uh we've seen some different combinations with the second group let's talk about tyler steen for a second because mm-hmm. we, we talked a lot about jurgens last week I don't remember. I think it was over the weekend, so before this last podcast, okay, where Steen was starting to get those left tackle. Reps. Yeah,
0: because he was at left guard for a while,
1: right? So now, so what's interesting is you know you'll watch those load management periods, right? Where Steen's in a right guard, and then boom, next play, the twos are out there, and he's got to go over to left tackle, and he's got to completely change up everything he's doing. See, Mac, he hasn't had bad reps at left tackle. He looks pretty good. It's he he looks like a future starter on this team.
0: It's funny you say it because. I hadn't put until you said two and two together about the whole change from where you're playing along the line to the side to where you got to do hand plays. Everything changes. All that changes. Flips,
1: not just left, right, but. The everything with the set and with your angles yeah. and everything from tackle to guard huge huge change and you're doing
0: it with a perfectionist like Stoutland, too which like, they
1: have not typically done that with younger players no like especially yeah that's
0: a that's a really really good point there about Steen now Steen was a very good left tackle for Alabama sure. last season so certainly but still. that's why I think
1: changes the math a little bit is that you know that was his position for a long time uh, so you know you probably felt like he's a little bit more acclimated to do it but still I I think it does sp- speak a lot uh, to his versatility and to how prepared they feel he is to be able to go and handle that. And the other
0: thing is, you know, you're seeing Juergens get those reps at center. So what would be, obviously Juergens is expected to be the successor to Jason Kelsey at some point. If there were an extended period of time where they needed someone at center,
1: Jason Kelsey has to take a bathroom break mid, mid game. Let's say
0: that. Uh, Yes. Thank you. Who's going in there. Is that, is that going to be Juergens time? Or do they feel like based on what they've seen early on in camp, they need to add a little more depth there, and they brought in Josh Andrews. Josh Andrews talked about he w- he was on the verge of retiring. He basically yeah. thought he was done, right? But when Howie calls, it's like, all right, you know, he's a West Coast guy at this point. He you know he he's but he's familiar with Philadelphia. He knew all the all the coaches. A bunch of the players are still here. It, it was a no brainer for him to have have this opportunity. So, um, but it, though it's it's funny because again, we are probably not going to see. A lot of the first team offense, especially the guys like Lane and Kelsey in the preseason, enjoy seeing these guys because, for one reason or another, you may be seeing them throughout the course of the season. You're going to be—it's the one good thing about you know mixing and matching all these different combinations. Now is that when it does happen, and we remember a couple years ago where they, what was it, 14 line combinations in 16 games? You know that it's not a surprise for them.
1: No, that's the thing—is you know Dennis Kelly. He's played left tackle, right tackle, and I believe both guard spots as well. He's definitely De- left guard. Left but I think guard, he might have yes. played, he might have gotten some right guard snaps at some point. Uh but you know, he he can do all those things, right? Uh Toth is this guy has played all five spots since he's been here in Philadelphia. Uh you know, guys like Sills and you know, all these guys have that versatility. Um you know, Fred Johnson has played in the league. Roger Johnson has played in the league. So uh Julian Good Jones has played guard and center. Uh it's it's a versatile group we got to let it play out uh, here over these next few games, these next couple few weeks here and, and throughout the preseason uh, will be big for a lot of these guys. I, I did want to have that Tyler Steen conversation. Though, that's a like good that's point. Really no, that's a, that's a great point. All right, let's go to the defensive side where, whew, man, there's a, a lot to chew on here too. It's a, it's a really good group as we talked about last week. Um We've seen Hassan Reddick now come back from injury, and you know he's fully ingrained. He's full go, full in, go, full go in practice. Yes, yeah, so uh, he's now getting the reps with that first team. Brandon Graham down with the with the second team, uh, and gets mixed in with the ones as well. I will say one thing: I love that we're seeing. Like it feels like this uh, the the identity of this defense. I had the conversation with Sean DeSai here on the podcast a, a couple of months ago here on the feed, and you know one thing we talked about: people get so obsessed with like scheme and what the what the what does, what's what's gonna look like the the different fronts and the different coverages and yes like of course that's important right but that can also like change really really fast you know Dan Quinn can change what he's doing uh, for the Atlanta Falcons moving to the Dallas Cowboys and how oh, he's a a cover three coach everything single high single high and now we're gonna go to the the Cowboys and everything's man coverage one year and they were really great two years ago and then last year they played less man and they're gonna play more cover two and quarters right like like things can change for From that aspect of it, I think what I like about this defense, from what we've seen so far during practice, is like I feel like this is going to be. Everyone uses this word now, but it's going to be a very multiple defense. They're they're doing a lot from a front standpoint, from a coverage standpoint. Their identity on third down, I think, is going to be really fun. We don't know because we haven't played games yet, right? But. I'm I'm excited about what this defense could be, and look, it's going to be tough to match the output from last year. It's very unlikely this team has 70 sacks, no. right? Because what did the the second most team the, the Dallas had like 54? Yeah, huge huge well, chasm. I mean, 70 like, was like
0: tied for third most right, of all, NFL, ta- like history. all time. Right, yeah. so uh,
1: you know you have to expect that there's going to be like drop off there from a number standpoint, right? But. I'm excited about what this defense could be. It's gonna be fun.
0: It's just crazy because the year before they were what, thirty-first in the league? Right. In sacks. I yes. mean, just how quickly that Howie Roseman and the personnel department got that part of it back on track. The one thing that guys like Milton Williams will talk about, they're excited for the games. They expect a lot of games yeah. up front. Which they did not do last year. Twist. That was That's, one thing they did not do. They are these guys are salivating over yes. the opportunity to have that that, you know, worked into the mix. how much we'll see, but yes. It definitely they get the sense from coach Desai that that's going to be much a much bigger component of their game plans. They were they were 32nd
1: season. 31st in the league for most of the last 2 3 years and and honestly like even going back to like 2016 the 2015 like This has not been a group that overall has done like a ton of stunting uh, and games and stuff like that. Line up and beat the man. Yep, exactly. has worked because they've been really, really good. And I think they're going to be really, really good again. But just adding that layer I think will be fun. Um, Let's talk about some of these players now individually. Uh, Josh Sweat. Fletcher Cox, like tell me, stop me if you have anything to, extra to say about guys that mean, we know about, right? I like mean, Brandon sweat, Graham. Sweat,
0: like. I mean, sweat, I just feel like is, is the complete package. What I love about Fletcher Cox is year 11, I think it is for him that you're still seeing the hustle plays at practice, you know.
1: every It feels like almost every day he is doing something where he's chasing plays out to the sideline. He plays yeah. with such great energy. Such great energy.
0: Um, Jordan Davis is not the flashiest player, but is just so stout and strong, and just looks so much more comfortable in this defense. You know, you know,
1: one thing I will say about Jordan Davis, and I I'm trying to remember who I was talking to on the sideline. I wonder if there's a like, if from an expectation standpoint, remember like Josh Sweat when he first got in the league, year one, you could tell like he's just kind of figuring it out. Yeah, so there, was, there wasn't like a, a plan there. He was still kind of as a pass rusher. I'm yes. talking about yes. uh, as a pass rusher was just kind of figuring it out. Year two you saw like, oh, like, all right, there's flashes here. Look, He's got a quick win there. He's got a quick win here, like some good flashes. He was like the fourth guy, the fourth defensive end in the rotation. And then year three was where it all kind of came together. And then year four, you know, we're moving on. What I've seen from Jordan Davis here this year, he's able to win quick more often than uh, what we saw like a year ago. Even again, when he goes up like Jason Kelsey, he's a couple times where like, Bam, like he runs really fast off the ball, more than a 355, 360, whatever whatever the weight is now, so uh, massive. whatever that number is. That so uh, massive. He can win so, so fast. And now it's, again, like build off that, right? So like uh, there have been a number of reps where in one-on-ones, he wins off the ball and is able to get the edge on Kelsey, but Kelsey just like recovers and gets square and then, and then the reps over. Um, so continuing to build off that will be big for Jordan Davis. But that's, that's the thing is like as if he can continue to add off of that, He's not. I don't know. You know, this year, if he has like five sacks, like that would that would surprise yeah. me, right? But if he, you know, continues to be an outstanding run defender and just continues to build off of that as a pass rusher, that's that's really good news for this. Yeah, team I mean, the,
0: this defense is mitigating the loss of a Javon Hargrave, who yep. had 11 sacks as an interior lineman, one of the best in the league at what he does.
1: Okay. Jalen Carter has like a wow play like once a day at least. I but th- yes, but that that's, that's the, the thing. thing
0: is. The pieces are in place. Yeah. Now, maybe it's not from one person. It's not.
1: Uh, you're, you're not expecting Carter to come in and beat Jim no, Hargrave no, 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 year one. No, no, year no, one. no. Yes.
0: but you definitely see the traits. You see why the Eagles yes. moved up to number nine to yep. get him in the NFL draft. And look, I'm a Milton Williams guy. I, me too. Yeah, you know that. Second half of last season, really turned up notch. I think he was battling the injury early on, but he was so consistent and such a – yeah. but he was just lost in the shuffle with – Hassan Reddick being in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation, BG getting double did You know, we know all the accolades that Milton Williams, it was like, well, who is this guy? Well, no, he's a key cog that's helping the other guys rack up those those numbers.
1: You remember I was I was big on Milton during the pre-draft process mm-hmm. that year. Uh, a guy that I was – very similar skill set that I was very, very high on the year he came out, and he's done really good things this summer. Contavious Street. Street shows up every single day, whether it's like – twos v twos or whether it's the two v one periods and he's going up against uh landon dickerson or cam Jurgens or jason kelsey like because he lines up all over the place mm-hmm. right he's another guy he, he can win from multiple techniques This guy plays in the backfield consistently, really good penetrator. He chases plays down. He's sniffed out multiple screens so far this summer. Uh, I really like what I've seen from from Contavia Street. I think he could be an impact role player uh, for this defense. That's that's what's so crazy about the depth is that you're talking about legit 10 guys. Yeah.
0: You know, usually you're like, they're hoping you you say eight, and you're like, okay, maybe not all eight are really going to be in the mix, but like you hope to have that. Like there are legit. They're going to be such tough decisions for Harry Roseman and Company come trying to get to 53, but
1: and that's what like you know like how this uh, the rotations go, right? It's like, all right you have guys that are locked in with ones, mm-hmm. then there are guys that get mixed with ones and twos, and then there are guys that are locked in at twos and then there are guys that get mixed in with twos and threes and lock, guys that are locked in with threes, right? When the threes go out there, there are, you'll see Jalen Carter, you'll see Nolan Smith. What other team in the league is going to have Jalen Carter, and Nolan Smith out there taking reps with the threes? I don't. There's, there's not one. There, are new there is not another team that would have those two players working with their third team units at this point in the summer. That's why they they may feast in the preseason. Right. That's the thing.
0: I mean, they may strip dominate in this preseason. So that that again, the rotation is going to be key because you're not going to see too much of the of the top guys. You don't expect to see too much of the top guys and the veteran guys you know about it's you really want to get the young guys the reps and a yeah. chance
1: to develop all right let's go uh let's go linebacker some change some change some here change so on sunday right before open practice uh, the team announced uh they waived davion taylor and they signed two veterans they signed miles jack and they signed zach cunningham uh since that point what we have seen miles jack he's in that group of working mostly with the ones with the twos and Cunningham has been mostly with the twos. Mm -hmm. So we've seen a little bit of both guys. I would be interested to see if like over the next couple of days, if like you flip it, right. Like give uh, Cunningham equal opportunity and and we'll see how that goes out. Uh, We'll see, you know, in the next couple of days, if that's what changes, but we've seen plenty of both guys. I will say this, uh, both guys being out there on the practice field have flashed Uh, miles. Jack, Flying downhill, taking on pullers—that that has stood out to me. There was one play uh, today. i have to go back through my notes. It'll be in the notes later uh, that get posted. Um, he did a—he and shed. It might have been opetta at the second level on a run play. It was a lot of run today. A lot—I felt, felt like a lot of yeah. run plays uh, in today's in today's uh, practice. So um, you saw a lot of those guys playing downhill. and Then there was another one uh, from Cunningham today down on the goal line. Uh, the Eagles' starting offense was out there going up against the second team unit uh, inside the five-yard line. Jordan Mylata got up got up the second level and it was Cunningham sta- like full extension and knocked Jordan to the ground which does not happen often Uh, and then Cunningham's there to thud up the, the the running back so um both guys uh standing out we'll see like Christian Ellis is still flying around like every day he makes in the open practice uh, on uh, on Sunday night mm-hmm. at Lincoln Financial Field I thought he flashed yesterday I thought he flashed today he flat like the- He's a he's a highly athletic, really rangy, versatile playmaker. Like he's got the ability to make plays in coverage and downhill as a blitzer. Um, just about putting it all together. With His Christian speed Ellis. is different. Yeah. he has
0: a different level. There are guys that when you watch him on the field, yep, that have a different level of speed than anyone else. Christian Ellis fits the bill yep. from, from that standpoint. So, I mean, the moves. There were comparisons to when they brought in Sue and Linville Joseph last right. year. You know, you've just you've raised the floor. Of that position group, and also with the fact sure. that, look, the Kobe Dean is coming—you know—working his way back from the ankle, ankle injury. Yep. So you know he's,
1: he was limited the last couple of days doing like
0: individuals, yeah, right? Yeah. He's so he's working. So he, he's gonna—he's close. He's close, and I think Coach Sirianni said over the weekend at the uh, before the public practice, he's gonna be close. This isn't a long term deal with him. So I wonder—I
1: wonder if we would see him Saturday, or if they might just say, like, oh, "Well, just let's, yeah, let's hold it until we'll next week." We'll see. I mean, yep. that's the
0: thing. So. But you get brought in guys who are veterans, who have played in multiple schemes, been in different defenses, can pick things up quickly. Sirianni is familiar with. He, he had to lament about, you know, that his Colts team with Andrew Luck got shut out and this, that, and the other, you know, um, year, years ago. Um, but I, I think that's the the biggest thing is you've just added that veteran presence to, to that middle of the defense you know you've got studs up front on that defensive line you've got a rock solid secondary it's just making sure that all three levels like again one of the barometers of how good a team is is when you get to the final cuts and do you see your cuts getting claimed and signing sure, with other right. teams i mean you're looking at this eagle squad right now and you're like these guys that don't make it are going to get scooped up by other teams they are guys that, that can play in this league it's just this is a deep deep team
1: you know, one player at linebacker who I'm fascinated to see in the preseason because I think he's really flashed some good things here in the summer in practice is Sean Bradley. Uh, you know, this is a guy that's been a, a special teams player for most of his career. He, I know that Nick Sirianni was pushing for him to get a Pro Bowl nod uh, two seasons ago, right? And yep. deservedly so for what he was doing, uh, especially on kickoff coverage. Um, but here this summer, flying downhill, making plays, shedding blocks, uh, you know, uh, playing in traffic. He's he's taken a, a next step there, so I'm excited to see what he can look like here uh, in this defense, uh, you know, this summer in preseason games and certainly the joint practices as well. But uh, that would be a player that I'm going to kind of like be uh, lasered in watching when you get into like second quarter, third quarter on Saturday. Yeah, because
0: he's in some ways he's like a veteran guy at this point. Yeah, being that, but he'll be yeah, but he came in with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but he'll be you know probably calling the plays. You right. would think on the for the defense with the group at that point. So um, certainly one, one of the guys to monitor because of can you get some of that defensive versatility out of them, you know, we can do it on special teams, but is there some flexibility for defense as well?
1: Yeah, well, let's go to a corner. Um, we'll split corner and safety up. James Bradbury back on the field for Team Beards yep. uh, today for the first time in a few days. It's been about a week. He was fighting. A, it was a groin injury, right? A groin it was injury a, for yep. him. yes. All right. So, so he was back out in the field. It wasn't full go. Like he was. They. It was definitely some load management there because uh, there were some reps where I look over and uh, Job's out there with the one still. So I don't think it was like every snap with the first team defense. But Bradbury was back out there, which was good to see. But, but. the
0: biggest thing is you mentioned him. Who was out there taking those reps? Josh Job got the majority Josh of the first Job. team reps.
1: Yep. So I think that's important to note. Okay, you know this is a guy that was an undrafted rookie free agent a year ago, made the team uh, out of Alabama, primarily special teams last year. Um, let's see if he can build. It It seems like he's going to be the first man up off the bench for an outside corner spot. Now the other thing to keep in mind is that last year that was Zach McPherson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and Zach McPherson primarily has been in the slot. He's been backing up Avante Maddox here this summer. You know that he's got the ability to play outside. True. So what would, would what would that look like? That's interesting, right? Would that be McPherson or would that be Job? Uh McPherson having that experience to play both inside That's and outside. Uh, I think that that is important, but I, I think it is notable that it's not like we we haven't seen that this There's summer. There's
0: not been like a ro- we haven't seen that. No. And it's not been a rotation since Bradbury went out. It's not Zach like Zach was
1: inside the whole time.
0: Yeah, but it's not like you have a rotation where it's like, "Okay, let's give other guys a chance at that, you know, CB1 spot opposite of a uh, of Slade." No, that it's been Josh Job.
1: Yeah. So you know more of the same there. I mean, Greedy Williams has flashed. He did a nice job playing downhill on a wide receiver screen today. Uh, you know he's he's been in tight coverage in a number of spots. And this is a guy you know former second round pick. There's pedigree there. He's got a great body type. We saw him last year when the Browns uh, we went we went out to Berea yeah. uh, to see Eagles Browns. So he'll be going up against his former team here next week for joint practices against the Cleveland Browns. But uh, so yeah, so Greedy Williams, Josh Job. Um, I'm pretty sure that's all the names, right? Keely Ringo is the ball. Yep. He, he's, uh, he's starting to look a little bit more comfortable. Uh, he's still feeling his way, but the good thing is you're, you're not relying on Keeley Ringo here no. in 2023. That's so.
0: that's the beauty of that draft pick right there, right. that you didn't need him to come in. It's You have a stacked room, great veterans to learn behind, and you get to pick things up as you go along. So
1: All right, Let's go. Uh, let's round it out with safety. Uh, Terrell Edmonds and Reed Blanketship have gotten the lion's share of the first team reps. Yes. Um, the, the guy mixing in with them, and rightfully so because he's made some plays. It's Kay- Kayvon Wallace uh, made some plays last summer as well carrying that through here to, to training camp. You know, can he continue to do that once the game start? I think it will be big for K.
0: Yeah, he spoke at length uh, this over, over the weekend, and I think he's just had that realization that he's at the point in his career where he's got to take the next step. And mm-hmm. he said that he kind of developed the same way, like he wasn't a starter at right away in high school, he wasn't a starter at Clemson, kind of had the same road, um, but he basically just buckled down and said, okay, if I'm going to make this happen... I've got to make all the sacrifices from dietary standpoint, you know, just getting himself mentally right, you know, just putting putting himself in the best place possible, yeah. the best position possible to be able to make this football team and, you know, he's been like you said if there's been a third guy it's been him to this yeah. point here in in training camp. I know ever the fans are excited about Sidney Brown and
1: and rightfully so. I mean he's he's flying yeah. around out there, but yeah. you know he's a missile. Rookie, a rookie third round pick. A, that dude's a missile. It's- Man, it's, some of these live periods, <laughs> <laughs> those threes go. Yeah, the three goes live, that, and that's what we were saying. Like okay, that, you know, Jalen Carter, he's out there for those live periods. Nolan Smith, some some of those reps has been out there for some of those live periods. Uh, Sidney Brown has been out there for all those live periods. Man, there have been a couple near misses. Some of those ball carriers, where he is flying from depth, just waiting to lay somebody out, uh, and it just hasn't like connected yet. Rather, really, thankfully, for the, uh, the offensive player's yeah. sake. Um, but yeah, man, he he flies around. So um, he'll be he'll be fun to watch, certainly uh, here once we get through the preseason. Do you pre-season have a, a
0: preseason bingo card of like things to expect <sighs> as we're?
1: Yeah, probably, right? I mean, I, I guess, oh man, I wish you had given me this before the pot. I would have, I would have, uh, well, I would have, I mean, one
0: you, could, out. you could, you could do it for a post game show. So, yeah,
1: that's a good idea. I, I, maybe that's something I will bust out for post game show because, um, I think like we've seen these guys every day for the most part, right? So, uh, getting a sense of, all right, what are the things that we've, we see every day. That we expect to carry over. Uh, Sydney Brown laying a big hit on somebody is probably a that's a one that's I would what made expect. me think. Like, of it. Yeah, uh, you're, you're, you're letting the line out of the cage. I, I think that that's something to expect here once we get to Saturday. You know the other guy like Justin Evans. Like he had another. He had a PBU today on, on uh, Calcaterra on a crossing route. Uh, he had one on a receiver yesterday, interception. I believe. Yeah, that's right. he had an interception of Jalen Hurts in the end zone the other day. So yeah, Justin Evans. Uh, former second-round pick out of AM, like another guy. Like, we were talking about this with uh, – whether it's Miles Jack and Cunningham, whether it's with Greedy Williams. This is a guy with pedigree. Uh, who has got talent. Uh, there's, there are gifts there uh, with Justin Evans, and this, you know, he's
0: made some plays here this summer. Yeah, bowed through some injury early in his career. Was healthy last season with the Saints, and they're hoping that uh, that carries over here. All
1: right, well, yeah, that'll do it, C-Mac. Uh, look, uh, we have a preseason game on Saturday. I think the plan will be um, – what we'll do here on the feed is at the end of joint practices next week. So after the second joint practice with Cleveland, we'll get together. We'll do a pod and kind of say, "Hey, this is what we see, what we've seen from know, we'll the, these two joint get, practices." Get yes, I was going to so say between we'll,
0: the preseason game and and those two, yeah, yeah, there'll be a lot.
1: Uh, we'll uh, we'll cover it all uh, right here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. C-Mac, thank you once again for joining us. We'll be back here next week uh, to break down what we see from Eagles Browns here at the Novacare Complex.